Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Always keep going. Always. The storm eventually ends. And when the storm does end, you want to make sure that you're ready. Welcome to Sportsish with Elisa Hernandez. That was Mr. Kobe Bean Bryant. You just heard Drop That Knowledge. And that is one of my favorite quotes from Kobe. Now, you guys know that I normally end the show with one of my favorite quotes. But this time I figured I would sprinkle in a few Kobe quotes along the way of this podcast because today is Mamba Day, 824. Kobe Bryant's birthday was yesterday, 823. And all day I saw pictures and videos of Kobe in his younger days, his playing days with his family. It flooded my timeline. And Vanessa Bryant posted a photo of them together after he won one of his championships and he's kissing her and it just shows this this like everlasting love that they shared and normally on sportsish whenever i do an episode where it's just me just my voice coming through your speakers i have a guest the next day or the next week actually but with mamba day landing on a tuesday it just felt right that i do an episode dedicated to just kobe now if pretty sure if you know me really well honestly if you just follow me on IG you know how big of a Kobe Bryant fan that I am I mean he played such a big role in my life since I was like five six years old him coming into the league airballing and I saw a quote today or a stat actually that said Kobe Bryant missed the most shot attempts in NBA history but still had one of the most historic careers you could have for a player And it's like, don't be afraid to shoot. Don't be afraid to miss. And that's one of the things that I really try my hardest to focus on sometimes, especially being in the sports industry. Like, you guys don't know. Like, it's such a tough place to be because everyone wants to be there, right? Or they think they do. But they don't know that they have to sacrifice family time, birthdays, anniversaries, weddings, what else have I missed? <laughs> Baptisms. I mean, name it. I've missed it. And I have a family and friends that understand and they understand my passion for the game. They understand for the passion of what I want to do. But it's not easy. Like, it's not easy to see your entire family having fun, spending time together, and you're walking out the door to go to a game that's going to make other people happy. You know what I'm saying? So going back to that quote, it's one of my favorites because it's true. I mean, the storm always passes and you want to be ready for it. That applies to so many times in my life, professionally and personally, of going through something that I just didn't think I was going to make it through. And I'm not even thinking about the end. You know, I'm not thinking about the light at the end of the tunnel because to me, there is no light. But I remember this quote I heard in college. It's nothing fancy. It was Friday always comes. And it's such a simple quote, 
but it ties into that notion of what Kobe was saying in the sense of you're always going to get through it. Now, you may not get through it whole. You may not get through it unscathed, but you will get through it. And you have to be ready for what comes next because what comes next is going to be that moment and you can't miss that moment to be better, to learn from what happened, to grow from what happened. Resiliency is key in the Mamba mentality. (laughs) And my first real exposure to the Mamba mentality, I think I was like 15. So I kind of told this story before. I didn't go fully into it. But I attended my first Laker game, Friday, January 6, 2006. We played the Philadelphia 76ers. Kobe Bryant was going against Allen Iverson. And my brother took me to the game. He surprisingly would take us to the game. I'll never forget it. It was section 105, row 11, seat 7. <laughs> um... It was the closest I had ever been to the court at that time. It was my first game at Staples Center. And being exposed to that environment basically like sealed what I was going to do with my life. Like they say, the rest is history because it really is. And Kobe Bryant was someone that I followed since I was a kid. Like I was four, no, five. I think I was five years old. He came into the league at the time where, you know, they're teaching you basketball. They're teaching you what the sport is. And obviously my entire family, they're Lakers fans. Even my family in New York, they're Lakers fans. He came into the league and that was my guy. You know, I respect Jordan 100%. My older brother was a big Jordan guy. And after seeing the last dance, yeah, I'm, I'm, I've always been a fan, but now I respect Jordan even more. And I always consider him the GOAT. But I'm sure you guys heard this many times, Kobe Bryant was my GOAT because I actually saw him develop into the player that he ended up being at the end of his career. You know, some guys turn into a shell of what they used to be and not Kobe. He actually morphed and evolved into a bigger beast. You know, what's that? What's that quote he told Kanye? But are you a different animal and the same beast? What the f*** does that mean, Kobe Bryant? (laughs) It's true. I mean, he evolved that going from 8 to 24. And I wanted to go back to when I was a kid and and my brother took me to that game. So I was looking through some stuff the other day. And y'all will never believe what I found. (laughs) I found a poem. Because yes, fun fact, I like to write poetry. Actually, I like books of poems that I used to write when I was in high school and college. So I found this poem that I wrote the day after my brother took me to this game. Now, if you guys listen to the episode of Nate Burleson, he kind of inspired me because he dropped some spoken word uh, at the end of the podcast. And I figured I would share this poem with you guys. Now, don't don't laugh. All right. I was a kid, but I figured I'd share with you all Mama Day. So it's titled Live. My brother tells me, get dressed. I say, what for? He says, it's a surprise and nothing more. We turn into a parking lot. He hands me my jersey. He says, we're going to the game. We enter the stadium. The crowd roars. It's so loud. The scoreboard's flashing. In my ear, I hear, go team, go. A dream come true. I'm sitting in the 11th row. I start screaming showboat. That's my favorite player's nickname. My heart beats faster and tension so high. The time starts running low. Down by one, then up by three. 
All it seems like some kind of dream. Number eight with a three-pointer. The crowd goes wild. He smiles with so much style. I scream out his name, hoping he'll hear and give a wave. Game over, and we had won. My brother and I walk out of Staples Center. I was so happy that we came. On account, it was my first real basketball game. <laughs> I think it was like... 15 when I wrote that <laughs> so don't judge but that was the poem that I wrote day after the game we won 119 to 93 I remember that game like it was yesterday it was the closest I had ever sat at any arena I think and every time I think about it it just it makes me so happy and when I think about that first game I remember my last game the last game I saw Kobe playing was it's going to be almost five years ago. It's crazy. It was his 60-point performance at Staples Center versus the Utah Jazz on April 13, 2016. <laughs> that, game was, that game was crazy. Literally, like, all my professionalism went out the window. I talked about it on my boy Skyler's podcast on Believe Network Mamba Moments, which I definitely recommend you guys to check out. He had me as a guest on there. And I look back at this game. And basically how that came about was he posted Dear Basketball on Players' Tribune. He posted that November 29, 2015. Now, I was at NFL Network editing for Sunday's games, I believe. And it was like early. And I saw it come in and it said Dear Basketball by Kobe Bryant. And it clicked instantly. I was like, he's going to retire. And... <laughs> I I didn't even read what he what what it was. I literally went to the Lakers website and I bought tickets for the last game because I knew that he just wasn't gonna not play in the last game of the regular season, especially since that game was at home. So I bought two tickets. I think I paid two hundred dollars each or something, and I flipped the other one, which if my boy is listening to this, my bad. Uh, we weren't friends at the time. So technically I was just selling it to the highest bidder. I remember my, my sister and my brother were like, you're not going to take me? And I'm like, I couldn't. They appreciate Kobe. Don't get it twisted. They're Laker fans. But they don't have that super fandom like I did. Like I had Kobe quotes on my walls. I had damn near a shrine to, uh, of Laker and and. Kobe cutouts from when he won MVP, cutouts from when he like beat the Indiana Pacers, like random clippings of like games that he had. And I remember the LA Times posted to the one who has accomplished so much, we congratulate you on this most valuable honor. And that's when he won the MVP. And I think I still have that taped to my closet wall. Like I'm pretty sure I do. And I needed someone to go to the game that was going to understand that kind of impact like that Kobe had. And so, I mean, I wrote a poem, guys. <laughs> like, I mean, I mean, hey, he writes poetry, too. That's so me and Kobe have that in common. But just the way that he said goodbye to the game, I needed to go say goodbye to, you know, and I could have tried to go as professional, but I didn't want to be a professional. I really didn't. I I wanted to enjoy watching Kobe play and thank God I did I mean he dropped 60 points I went crazy listen to how crazy I went
I was screaming so loud. Do y'all hear me? I was screaming so loud. <laughs> I was a kid. I was a kid. And it was like Kobe land that day at Staples Center. Like, it was a whole fair of Kobe. There was banners everywhere. There was a Ferris wheel with Kobe's like face in the middle of it. Uh, the puppet that Kobe had um, during that finals when he was a puppet with LeBron James. Like that guy was walking around. I took a picture with him. It's like that, that picture's on my Instagram. And I was so happy I got to go to the game. Like I got my lanyard. I got my special book. I got, I got all kind of stuff that I still have to this day that I will never, ever get rid of. And one of my favorite moments from that game was at the end where he showed a side of Kobe that we're not used to seeing. And that's that's the one thing that hurts about Kobe Bryant passing away is that we were just starting to see the other side of his mindset, you know, with him winning an Oscar, him having that sit down with Shaq, you know, him sitting down for that piece that Netflix piece on Tony Parker I mean you you were finally getting into the Mamba mentality as a whole like I'm mad that we're not going to get a last dance version from Kobe being told by Kobe now he has a documentary that came out a long time ago called Muse and if you haven't seen it definitely go check it out but Here's one of my favorite parts of the speech that he gave on his last game that I recorded. Still have it on my phone. This has been, this has been absolutely beautiful, you guys. I can't believe it's come to an end. Um, you guys will always be in my heart. We love you, Kobe! I sincerely, sincerely appreciate it. No words can describe how I feel about you guys. And uh, thank you, thank you from the bottom of my heart. I, God, I love you guys. To my family, my wife Vanessa, my daughter Natalia and Gianna, you know, thank you guys for all your sacrifice. You know, for all the hours I spent in the gym working and training, Vanessa, you holding down the family the way that you have. I, I, I can't, there's no way that I can thank you enough for that. So, you know, from the bottom of my heart, thank you. And, uh, what can I say? Mama out. Now, my favorite part is that he says the end to a beautiful journey. And he's so sad that it has to come to an end. And I actually tweeted that part out when he passed away because that's how I felt, you know? And I know, like, people are listening. They're like, girl, it was just Kobe. But, like, <laughs> you don't understand. I had people texting me the day that he passed away asking me if I was okay, like, if I was directly related to this man, like... I had some of my closest friends, family, like legit checking on, like legit checking on me, legit asking if I needed anything, if I was good, because they knew, they knew how important he played a role in my life professionally. And I, I've talked about this, like when Kobe walked into a room, like he demanded that kind of respect from everyone because he gave that respect to everyone until you fucked up. And... I have videos of me being a student in the press room with a class listening to him. I also have a picture of my face sticking out while we crowd him on media day and I have my phone recording him. I have a picture of me going to the Barnes and Noble uh, when he signed his book 
Legacy and the Queen, which I have a copy, a signed copy of. And I took a photo with him. And that was the last time I saw him in person before he passed away. And especially working in sports, you always have to see when do I want to be a fan? When do I want to be professional? And everyone says that you can never be a fan. But nah, I don't believe in that. Like Every now and then you can give yourself a break, especially if you're a kid that grew up in L.A., grew up watching this team. And now you're on the floor that your favorite player beat the Celtics. Like you, you, you give yourself time to embrace that. You give yourself time to love that moment. This Sportsish podcast is is not going to be too long, and I'm actually going to play another one of my favorite quotes from Mr. Kobe Bryant. If you're going to do something, do it to the best of your ability, no matter what it is. That quote is true because my dad told me that. My mom told me that growing up. I don't care what you do, but you better be the best at it. I don't care what you want to be, but you better be the best. You better be the only person people want to call to do whatever it is you choose to do. Ironically, a couple days before Mama Day, it is Lakers Day at Dodger Stadium. And specifically this year, since fans were able to come back to the stadium, I have seen more Kobe jerseys than I can remember ever seeing at the stadium in the last three years. There's actually a few good ones. I actually have one. It's a Dodgers-Lakers mashup jersey. Mine's black. But there's one that's black and purple and gold. There's another one that's purple, one that's blue I see Kobe Bryant jerseys everywhere, even when it's not Lakers Day, (laughs) honestly. And I was actually at the game that Kobe attended. It was his last Dodger game before before he passed away. It was when Yasiel Puig hit the home run against the Boston Red Sox in that series. The only game we won that entire series, but that's beside the point. And I recently saw that video. The Dodgers shared it of his reaction to Yasiel Puig hitting that home run. And he's there with Vanessa. And the joy that he showed, like the emotion he showed was so dope. And it really just shows how all the teams are really connected here in L.A. And how the Dodgers and Lakers really go hand in hand. I mean, most days when you catch me at the stadium, I'm wearing a Kobe 24 face mask, my special edition Kobe Air Forces, which my cousin from Steam Lab Punk Evolutions created. And I like wearing it because it really is a conversational piece with people that I encounter at Dodger Stadium. Just the other day when I was at the elevator, I was wearing my Kobe mask, my Kobe shoes in honor of Lakers Day. And this fan was at waiting for the elevator and he looks at me and he's like, yo, that's a dope mask. And I hear his girlfriend like, babe, look at her shoes. And he was like, oh, damn, you repping the Mamba on your shoes? Like, respect. (laughs) Any chance that I can talk about Kobe, I I take it. Because it really does, you, you get that instant connection with people you encounter. So Mama Day here in LA hits different. And for my people that don't live in LA, don't live in California, literally on every street corner, you can see Kobe. 
You can see him. And it's a mural of his face, his family, his number, his jersey, his Mamba logo. It's basically on every street corner. People have their business names written in purple and gold to honor Kobe. Now, I'm going to close out the podcast two ways. So first, I'm going to play this piece that I did. And I want you guys to just listen. I'm going to post the piece as well. But I want you to listen to the impact of what players like Kobe Bryant have on people that don't even live here, never met him, and just love to paint. Kobe Bryant is a legend in Los Angeles. Since his passing, artists have taken to the streets to draw murals in honor of his life. Bryant continues to inspire fans across the world, including two artists from San Diego. Meet 25-year-old Paul Jimenez and 22-year-old Sina Ditona from Chula Vista, San Diego. The two artists met in 2019 and together represent ground floor murals. We were here in quarantine, not doing anything but drawing. Their talent caught the attention of muralist and airbrush artist Terrell Porter on Instagram. He invited them to Los Angeles to add to a collection of murals in downtown LA. It's the only mural they've done outside of San Diego. If we're gonna have the opportunity to paint Kobe, like I want, I want at least the first one to be in LA because that's, that's us paying our respect. According to KobeMurals.com, since January 2020, over 500 Kobe murals have gone up in over 40 countries worldwide, over 270 in Southern California. With so many iconic moments from Bryant's life, the two artists chose to pay tribute to Bryant's relationship with former Lakers teammate Paul Gasol. We decided on the picture we have of them in a very sweet embrace because it really spoke to us. I would really like for Laker fans to look at that image, that painting, uh, and think about brotherhood and love that he shared. The couple's 24th mural took three days, 32 spray cans, and a combined 24 hours to complete. Cena worked on the texture of Brian's jersey while Paul worked on capturing their faces. The two normally work with bright colors, but decided to do this mural in black and white. I think it's less about what it looks like and more about what it feels like. So I think black and white really narrows it down to where you're just looking at what it is. Once the mural was posted on social media, fans named it Brothers in Arms. The viral image caught the attention of Vanessa Bryant and Paul Gasol. So when they not only saw it but reposted it, it left me with no words. Even to this day, I, I, I don't know what to say other than like, Thank you, and you're welcome. It's, it's, for, it's for you. The legacy of Kobe Bryant will live on forever, not only for his accomplishments, but due to the many artists that pay tribute to his life. You can see him on every corner in Los Angeles with a simple message, Mamba forever. That was a piece that I did this past summer. And thank you to Ground Floor Murals for letting me tell their story. It's crazy to think that it's been over a year that Kobe has passed away and he had a quote I'll let him say it I think the definition of greatness is to inspire the people next to you is how can you inspire a person to then in turn inspire another person and that's how you create something that I think lasts forever Kobe Bryant is greatness but he's the type of greatness that you can actually achieve in the sense of I have my own greatness Because like you said, greatness is being able to inspire other people. 
which is why I pay it forward, which is why I go talk to kids at high schools, which is why I treat everyone with the same respect. From the person that takes out the trash in the press box at Dodger Stadium, to the head of security, to Mookie Betts, to Dave Roberts. I treat them all with the same respect when I'm at Dodger Stadium. I do the same thing when I'm at NFL Network, and I see Michael Irvin, and when I see the valet guy. You inspire people in different ways. So, happy Mamba Day, everybody. 24 minutes, 8 seconds. <laughs> Until next time. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call. Click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.